Welcome to Forever Exiled. I'm Justin, aka Tags, and I'm Tyler, Wrecker of Days. Episode. Oh, I was gonna do a. I was gonna do a goofy one for my kids, uh, and I forgot. Sorry, kids. Not in two this weeks. time. Yeah, in two weeks. That's right. Uh, episode two hundred six. Forever Exiled. We're here. Big shout. Just the two of us. It is just the two of us this time. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, uh, big shout out to our patrons, people who support the podcast. Thank you to Michael and Jason for both signing up this week. We love your faces and everybody else who supports the podcast. Patreon gets you access to After Dark. It's our podcast after the podcast and a card and a sticker and a virtual high five, etc. And that virtual high five is one of those perfect ones where it's like it's nice and hard. Always it makes on. the nice loud clap. It slightly stings, but not too much. You know, yep. like just the perfect little mm -hmm. just to know your buds. Mm. So yeah, thank you everybody who supports the podcast. We love your faces. Agreed. Oh, and so a couple weeks ago, I was talking about um, one of our patrons, Robot Ninja. Well, it's not actually Robot Ninja, but that's what it spells backwards, but I never figured out how to spell it forwards. Yep. And you're so smart, you figured out that it was Robot Ninja backwards. So anyway, Robot Ninja. Um, we were trying to find a, a, a slogan that matched like grass and lawns and Path of Exile somehow. And mm -hmm. I was... Going all over the place. I was trying to be too fancy. I was even going on chat GPT and trying to figure out is it GPT? GTP? GPT. And um anyway, it was coming out of stuff. I'm like, eh, but then you know, Robot Ninja comes up with Talamoana Warrior. Clever. Oh, that's the best. And it was so the best that when we went to PAX West, your wife made me a shirt that had that on the back of it, which was awesome, emphasizing the Mo, and it was sweet. Charlotte, one of our patrons, took it a step further last week with one of her posts on Patreon and said, Talamolana. Ooh, well done. My mind's getting blown. Ugh, man, this is just fantastic. Our patrons are the best. One. They are they the just, best. They just get it. They just get it. We're all like, you know, in uh, Dumb and Dumber, when they have the um, Jim Carrey's driving her in the limo at the beginning. Yeah. And then he's explaining it to his buddy. Oh, my goodness. He's explaining it afterwards. Mm -hmm. Right. In, and he's like, it was like, just a laser beam, suck me right in. Just like that perfect chemistry. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah, it's awesome. Anyway, thanks, Charlotte. Give Tyler a I second just tried to drink. To, no, I, I, well, yes, um, I have something to say, but I, I thought I really needed a coffee drink before that. And I yep. went to go take a drink and it was really awkward because I had the lid closed of my travel mug and nothing uh -huh. came out. And I thought that I was just being kind of slow in the brain and not figuring i uh, couldn't like remember maybe work? it was empty or something <laughs> like that it took me a few seconds to realize that i just needed to so now do you need to take another switch, one per se yes i do just okay. a moment well not really per se but you actually do need to uh, i don't remember saying per se so yeah you did three years ago mac users you were allowed to play path of exile september 18th 2020 according to my math you were part of the club Welcome to the club. Three years in, you I don't wonder, you get a pin. You can ask GGG for a pin at five years. I wonder what the number comparison of Mac players versus console players is. Who? What's they're more? probably winning. <laughs> I think I think so. But I love that the fact that it's just on console. I just want I them to do, do more advertising within the platform, sure. like those free to play games. Very few of them. Like unless you're like crazy marketing and you have like toys out at stores and you have commercials out during a Super Bowl, you know, like that kind of stuff. People don't know which games are free or not on console. And you have to advertise within the platform, within that UI itself. Right. And so um, hopefully once Path of Exile 2 comes out, they throw a whole bunch of money at both platforms because it's only two platforms. 
hopefully they throw it i don't and i, I honestly don't know what advertising on sony is like mm-hmm. but xbox it's like ads in a lot of places mm. so um hopefully they do that because it would be awesome to have um maybe they don't want those community. but 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 jonathan said cross-platform eventually hopefully that's the idea that's the plan one day we'll see well before my hands give out hopefully because <laughs> <laughs> won't be able to play forever yeah anyway, how's, how's your week but i had a good week man i had a good week you? good well we've had a crazy week just in podcast land we've oh, had a crazy God, yeah. week and we have seen a had... lot of each other this week <laughs> and we'll keep seeing more of each other mm-hmm. um are we talking about next week sure yeah yeah so we had the privilege of interviewing i know this is past tense for justin and i but it'll be future tense for you but justin and i interviewed uh, octavian again we had him on the show for the third time but this time as a ggg employee so that's going to be next week mm-hmm. uh, episode 207 and uh, the timing worked out perfect for him being generous with his time and with our personal lives. Justin's going away on vacation next week, so we wouldn't be able to record an episode. So we typically try and do interview episodes then. And we're really uh, thankful that it worked for Octavian then. Yeah, it was fun. We were talking about it during PAX West. And so we're glad it worked so soon after his long trip. And so we had that coming next week. But then uh, then we also have this coming tomorrow tomorrow this coming tomorrow this this coming tomorrow we will be with uh Catmaster and baylor mage on faded connections yes that'll That'll be be, a lot of fun too this will come out right at the end of faded connections because i think we're i think 10 o'clock our time is when we're doing their thing and we'll release at midnight and bang bang eh yeah so this comes out i think right after I, yeah, I imagine this will come out after. I can't imagine we're still doing Faded because... It's so funny. That's, so that's we, we did hours. episode 207 and the 207 After Dark earlier in the week. Now mm-hmm. we're doing 206, but we're talking about Faded Connections like it's going to happen. But, but you're going to hear this after happened. it's happened. Yeah. So it's been, it's been well, a weird not. week of living in the future. later. Pardon me? You can well, listen yeah, to Faded later. But yeah, of yes, course, of course. Yeah, it's been a lot of We did it again stuff. with the coffee. I closed <laughs> the lid. Anyway, keep talking. Tyler's working on it. Yeah, it's been a very busy week. We did a lot of stuff. It's fun. We're going to do Faded tomorrow night for us. And then After Dark later on tonight. And then nothing next week. I'll be gone Monday to Friday. So yeah. this worked out better for so, us. To answer your question, I had a great week. It's just been busy. It's nice to have a busy week in podcast land. It's pretty neat. And then all of a sudden we'll have two weeks off and all of it's going to be tons of fun. We really like it. I just feel bad for you because you're going on vacation. And so you have 10 times more stuff to do to make sure that everything's set up so that you can go to vacation and try and actually be in vacation mode in your brain. And uh, that's just coincidentally the same week that we have lots going on. So um, I had a great week. It was all normal, fantastic weather. The kids are perfect. My wife is fantastic. We still like each other, which is awesome. Even love each other sometimes. So that's pretty hip. For those that, you know, I, it's, that's all joking, of course. They don't like really each other love a each lot. other. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. No, no, no. We're, we're fantastic. So no, everything's great, but there was nothing, nothing new. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Except next week, of course, is a four day weekend already for the kids at school. They get two weeks in, and then all of a sudden, four-day weekend. Not this coming week. You mean the week after that, No, right? I said next weekend. Oh. Not okay. this weekend. I said next weekend. You're one of those people where next weekend means this weekend? Well, this weekend is tomorrow. Yeah. 
So next weekend. What's the day off? There's no day off. Oh, you monkey. Not until the one you. after that. It's the 30th for uh, Reconciliation Oh, is day. it two weeks away? Yeah. Uh, well, it's been a... It's been a hard month for those kids barely Getting doing worried anything. here, man. I got <laughs> <laughs> I had plans. All right. So anyway, I'm good. Tell me about your week and coming week. I want to ask you some questions about what you're going to do at Vegas. Yeah, my week was, it was whatever. It was so, so busy. It was fun for some stuff. The podcast stuff was a lot of fun, but uh, work is just a bananas, which is annoying. But um, let's see. We went and saw a movie sort of this week with you guys. Oh, right. Yes, we did. Yeah. I think we might have talked about that in After Dark. We went and saw Equalizer 3. Christina and I watched the first two Equalizers leading up to it. And then uh, Christina and I walked out about half an hour into the movie. I couldn't. I'd had a really tough day that day. And then uh, I'd had a migraine in the morning and was trying to deal with work and then got rid of it. But you have that bruise feeling afterwards. Anyway, we went to to see Equalizer with... uh, with Tyler and his wife and with uh, Chris and Ryan. And it was I like, I love the Equalizer movies. I love everything about it. We start watching it and uh, the people around us were just assholes. We had a couple in front of us that wouldn't stop talking a couple to the left of us that wouldn't stop talking. There were three girls behind us and then we tried doing the shush thing, but you know, I just wasn't in the mood and I was at the point where I was going to start kicking chairs and I just leaned over to Christine. I'm like, I can't do this. My head, I can't focus on the movie. I'm getting angry. So we left about half an hour in and Tyler, I did find out later, Tyler went and uh, did quiet these people down because it was loud enough that even Tyler, who was like six seats away from us um, and hard of hearing. hearing. Yeah, was even hearing them talk. So, yeah, that was too bad. So we're going to have to go back and watch it another time. We haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Uh, So, yeah, we did that. And then I did a lot of driving this week and I was laughing to a guy in my office that when you... I find it funny that when you drive, I become a much worse I drive version. Or people in general. Just I, I find well, maybe I'm just a one-off, but he said he was laughing that he's the same way. I become like one of the worst versions of myself as a human being when I'm driving. I say things to people in other cars that I would never <laughs> say to their face. <laughs> and it made me laugh while I was driving. I had to go to one of our offices for a meeting. I was driving back to my main office and just I'm driving in the car and I tend to just chill like I'm I let me put get in the right right lane I'm just going to relax. So I feel like it when I get pushed even further then you have done something very wrong and it was just laugh I was laughing to him cuz like at one point I said out loud in my car by myself to this guy who was driving like an idiot. I called him a uh I think I called him a fucking piece of human garbage and <laughs> In the time that I was in the car, that felt fine, but I was that laughing. That made sense. Yeah, but I was laughing going like, Man, I would never say that to a person's face. Like, that's terrible. But it did make me laugh. And also, I quite often will be like, I hope you crash. I hope you crash. Yep, totally. Just die in a fire. Just get out. <laughs> yeah, all alone. Don't take anyone yeah, don't with take you. Anybody just else just rid us of your stupidity yeah. and arrogance. Yeah, so I did a lot of driving. And then... um what else did I do? I was going to ask you, okay, have you, it's sort of related to driving. Uh, have you seen uh, Indiana Jones' uh, Last Crusade? I've seen them all except for the most recent one. Okay, so Last Crusade, do you remember at the scene where um, the guy says he chose poorly after they drink from the goblet? Yes. And the one guy um, like drinks it and then mm-hmm. like hair starts to grow long and his face concaves yep. in? 
Oh yeah, yeah, that's the, that's like the best of 80s graphics. Right. So, I'm just wondering. I'm I don't curious even know if it was 80s, but yeah. When Red Bull is going to fire that guy and just be done with him as part of their team. I think I think they call him Helmet Marco. But, <laughs> but you picture him. That's him. I picture that guy. The bad guy seeking eternal life from the goblet of but fire. But just like the or look. Not the, the goblet, like whatever it is. Sunken in faces. You know, he's just decrepit. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm so shocked that that guy, that he's still a member of that team and that they don't. Why? He's I so think cutthroat. he's terribly racist. And I don't think that's acceptable. Oh, really? I had no idea. Yeah, he's made in the last year. He's made racial comments about um, Hamilton, and now he's made racial comments about Checo again. And it's like, I just, really? I just wonder at what point do they? Do you have time for me they, to quickly hit some buttons? Sure. He made he made comments about uh, Checo's lack of skill and driving competency, and associated to his associated it to his ethnicity. And I just, you know, regardless of someone's age or whatever, I just think it's not. I think that stuff needs to be uh, not in the sport. I don't think it's a good. I don't think it's a good look for Red Bull. It doesn't sound. I don't care what his role is. If you know that that's what your guy is going to do, then stop letting him talk in public. So, yeah. Anyway, but he reminds me of the uh, the guy that's dying in in the <laughs> Last Crusade. Ah, uh, I I hear you. I hear you. That kind of stuff can be when it's like an ESL type of thing. They might not mean it in a certain way, but you still have to be careful of how you say things. You know what I mean? No. Like you could be referring to a specific demeanor or a type of attitude within the culture, but it has nothing to do with the specific individual, but he's referencing the specific individual. Yeah, those are tricky. And um, you definitely, when you are in a position like he's in, you definitely need to be more careful as opposed to casual with Well, it's just uh, not, it's not his first time people. either. So like, nope, I don't know. Not. I just, it surprised me. But um yeah, anyway, I was I was reading some of the stuff about him and then I just was laughing to myself that he reminds me of the guy from Last Crusade. But That's awesome. Yeah, my week, you know what my week was no, it's not been great. Like it's been just really 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 busy and frustrating and annoying work related wise and trying to just get everything done. We're taking off Monday early. So that I'm looking forward to except to Vegas, yeah. To Vegas, but like so we leave Monday morning for Vegas, so the day after this comes out, but uh, I'm a little nervous because Vegas is under MGM and we're staying in one of the MGM hotels. They've got like, I don't know, 40 there, but uh, they got hit by a cybersecurity attack and it literally took MGM's down. Like they, they're just starting to try and figure it out. Like the, the parent company MGM? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they took down, it took down reservations, bookings, um, hotel key cards, ATMs, their casino like everything and wow. it apparently had just happened like a couple weeks earlier to caesars which is another big group of you know whatever but those guys paid it was a 15 million dollar ransom to get their stuff back and they paid it but mgm said no they're not going to pay it so they've been down i think the estimate is they lose around 13 million dollars a day that this is going on so I'm hopeful that by the time we get there, they've got it all sorted because I saw videos and pictures of people standing in like four or five hour lines to check in. Not happening. I'll go stay at a different hotel. There's no way wow. I'm waiting that long to check in. Well, I'm so. sure you can get your money back too. Yeah, I, I would but imagine so. But have you not been able to give them a call? See what's up? You can't call them. Their phones are down and I can't log in. If I log into the app or try to log into my account, it, my reservation doesn't exist online right now. So I have my, my reservation email and all my info. 
but you can't call them. The phones don't work and uh, you couldn't. But if you have to wait 15 minutes for that lineup, you're going down the street. 15 I'll do, but like multiple hours, there's no way. (laughs) But 16, there's hotels everywhere. I can go to a different hotel. I don't have to stay at that one. I am excited to stay at this one because it's the only non-smoking hotel in on the Vegas Strip. So I'm looking forward to that because we've serious? Just the one? It's the only one. Yeah. And we we happen to go. They have a place called Italy. It's like an Italian open food court. It's amazing. It was so good. But we went there I last like year. Manteaus. I can dig it. Yeah. But uh, when we were walking around the hotel and the casino, we were like, man, this place is really nice. Like, what's going on? And then then I started to notice the signs. And yeah, they're the only smoke free hotel and casino on the strip. So we decided to stay there. So should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. My whole goal is just to check out. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm I hope trying. you do. You're not like bringing anything but your personal phone, right? You're trying. I'm taking my laptop just in case, but I don't plan like, on using okay. it. I kind of have to, but yeah, my hope is to not be on it. I will be. I'll have my phone because I still do. Good, you know, we, we need Uber some drunk text. Oh, you'll get the we drunk drugs for sure. That's that's that, that's my speciality. Yeah, well, and then Christina videotaping. Yep. <laughs> Look how old I am. Videotaping, <laughs> videotaping. <laughs> on the VHS. <laughs> yeah, with your camcorder. Tape no, yep. not taping, recording. Mm-hmm. Goodness. Um, you doing your fancy dancing with strangers, getting those grumpy people up get. and getting mm-hmm. them loving. Yep. Yeah. Vegas well, Justin I hope you have fun. a great time. Are you going to put any effort into checking out the Formula One circuit that they're building? Yeah. Yeah. We saw the start of it last year. And we could see the big signs for it. So I'm, I am looking forward to seeing more of it this time because I wouldn't ever much, go for it. I'm curious how much of a long-term disrupt disruption there's going to be on that strip. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've seen videos of the paving and the stuff they've been doing there. So it will be interesting to see what it looks like now. And I'll take some pics if there's anything fun to see, but yeah, please. I, do. I'm looking forward to just going away and, and hopefully checking out a little bit through the week. But it also, vacation always means when you come home, you're screwed. Always. Like, it just means, yeah, you had a week to just maybe chill a little bit, but also all of that stuff just sat there. <laughs> That's exactly built it. Built up and waited for you, so. Well, you just need to hire somebody. Yeah, it's getting close to that point, so. I mean, uh, that's one of the benefits of being at the bottom of the barrel. Just work in that sports department at Walmart, you show up. Okay, I'm going on vacation. You don't show up. You come on back. Nothing waiting for you except minimum wage. And it's great. It's true. Yeah. So anyway, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun trip. And uh, I'm excited to see how, you know, like I'm 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 happy that we've got an episode that's queued up. That's great because, you know, it's not often we get to do an interview one through a vacation period. But sometimes Tyler and I have to record. It's very rare. I think we've maybe done it less than five times where we've recorded out of place with an episode. But this was a good one. This was fun to sit down with Octavian and chat with him for a little over an hour and mm-hmm. talk about life at GGG. And that, yeah. yeah, that was fun. So, And he was very kind to us as well, because um, we obviously when we interview people, we don't want to make it seem like we're using them for to glean information from stuff. We just want to talk about them and their experiences and, you know, what they're all about. Um, but he was kind and let us ask some POE2 questions because mm-hmm. he knows that all Uber fans have questions. And so, uh, yeah, it was funny. His, his attitude was, you can ask me whatever you want, but most of the answers just might be, can't tell you that. Yeah, and Tyler and I are pretty but good. he was very good at answering. Spots. I, 
I think he only said that once or twice, and it was after partially answering a question anyway. So it was nice to glean some more information from it. He was kind enough to do that and to uh, tell us a bit about how he's doing personally. So that was really cool. Hopefully you enjoy next week's episode. Mm -hmm. All right, Bye. let's get into it. So we've kind of got like this week and last week, although I think almost everything was well, last yeah, why, week. What happened, happened last this week? week? Oh, right. Oh, we, we got had so PAX busy talking about PAX. Mm -hmm. Right, 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 right. Okay. So let's fly through this. Um, there's a hideout competition. There was season one of Build of the Week. That was Captain Lance. Congratulations, Captain Lance, for making Build of the Week. Cool. Uh, there was concept art. And oh, we got to stop on. And there, there were two concept arts. One was mm -hmm. the uh, the chieftains. Chieftains. <laughs> <laughs> chieftains. I, English is stupid. It's spelled chieftain. Uh, the chieftain concept art. Uh, mm -hmm. Not the, the ascendancy. That's referring to all your buds. And enemies within the trails, trials, trials, trails, trails, okay. trails yep. of the ancients. Right. And uh, so then there was that. And then, of course, there was they also added those chieftains as avatars, which is really cool. Oh, I yeah, like I that I because that. Mm -hmm. to me, normally I would say, oh, that means trails is going core, right? They're going to add that somehow to the core game, which I hope they don't. But I hope they do. Then, well, that's because you're dumb. But then it's also they're just big parts of the lore. So it's not sure. foreshadowing at all in terms of what they're planning on doing. They're all legit characters that you've heard about well, before. Some of them were enemies, though. Like they had the turtle. That's not a, a chieftain. That's one of the enemies no. in the trails. Right. Yeah, but it's the chieftains that are going to be the avatars for your profile pick on the Path of Exile website. The turtle which I one's like. in there, too. That's oh, what I'm is saying. It? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know the turtle one was in there. Mm hmm. It's stupid. You know what, though? <laughs> if that's the only non-chieftain that's in there, though, that makes sense because it has this nice little version of controversy but then also the inside jokes and all the memes that have it's shown up the since the turtle one, existed that's okay. oh that's too bad yeah oh well anyway mm -hmm. um but i like that because ggg hasn't been on reddit for a Ever. long time no it's yeah. been a long time and i like that uh, me too i i think they should have been like that a long time ago but um they went through a really difficult time so i'm bringing up um a specific I think there's a lot of people that would probably disagree with us on that because they like the era of them being really open I think that it's fair to say though that it didn't go super well for them and it's not fair to put them through that I think path of exile is their website and their way of communicating with their community and while it was nice to be able to see some of their responses I can completely understand from a company perspective of not putting your staff into that position because yes. unfortunately it, it it while there is great people in there and people you know love to have those conversations with them it is it can be toxic and i don't think that's fair for their staff nobody's mm -hmm. you know unless somebody's signing up for that as their job and understands that you know humans can be awful and to not take it seriously there's not many people that can have that thick of a skin when you have that big of a subreddit yep. and that people can be that nasty so Sure. While it is cool to have heard them make comments and stuff in there, I I completely support the idea of them right. not being on there. To me, and uh, so the last post, because I have a flare bookmark for GGG employees when it shows up on Reddit, so I see every comment that they make on Reddit. Mm -hmm. It's just part of my checklist to make sure that we're catching everything that GGG said. And that was before they had the recently asked questions set up on the actual Path of Exile website forums. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was one way that I went about trying to find everything that they did. Uh, but their last post outside of Bex, people saying goodbye to Bex or um, anything without that. Um, it was three, almost four months ago. 
that an employee posted something specifically about Path of Exile on Reddit. And I think that's interesting only because the Reddit's worst days were a while ago within the Path of Exile community and the mods who are amazing and work it's very definitely hard, way they're better. very strict. Mm -hmm. They are much better. I mean, we yep. used to get so much hate and people that would it, harass us. They would follow us specifically to every single comment, cut us down, every single one. And they're very good at banning people, refusing people. It's, and it's, despite the fact that there's always going to be that cesspool of negativity to an extent on these types of platforms that only have mods to be able to handle them, uh, it's been a much better community. So totally. I, I find I it interesting that GGG pulls their staff. It seems like it because it's just been empty since then without any comments. So that they pull like a year after it's worst, like it's been getting better and better and better. And so to me, I think what that is, is sure, there's the benefit of protecting your staff uh, and the mental well-being of that. That makes perfect sense. Uh, I think another part of it is just the marketing aspect. If you want to hear what GGG has to say, you go to their website. And that to me makes perfect sense. Like, for example, when Bex had her own account and the Path of Exile Twitter account, I'm talking about Twitter or X now, when she had her own X account, um, it didn't pull people to the company. It pulled people to her. And so now that she's no longer posting for the company, it would, in my opinion, make a lot of sense for the community to only do posts under Path of Exile's account. So that, again, there's that marketing, gradual marketing gravity to go towards your specific product where everything is their shop their advertisements, their promos for recent announcements, Path of Excel 2, all that on the website. And that makes sense to me. Maybe. I, yeah, I, I can kind of see the benefit of having that that um, community manager that is also still a bit of a voice for the fun side of it. Or, you know, like one of the fun things with Bex is the little teases and stuff. And I don't know that, that was I want to see that yes. coming from Path of Exile's main account. But mm -hmm. with regards to their general communication, I do definitely prefer the recently asked questions, the posts on their own stuff, their own Twitter. I, I'm not a fan of having to go to Reddit to find stuff uh, information wise right. from them. So uh, while I have to agree with you, I think that those mods on the subreddit for PoE have done a fantastic job. Like I actually yes. have found myself over the last number of months reading and checking Reddit way more often than I used to. And I don't know if that, I mean, maybe you could argue that it's the fact that Sanctum, the previous league, was very much liked, and I think Trails is relatively liked as well, so maybe that's why. But I still think that even in past times where there have been very good leagues, you've still had a pretty large amount of just unnecessary negativity. And I still, it will always surprise me why someone who's just negative doesn't just not play the game and move on um, I, I instead of posting something. But I think it's been a much... Um, it's been a better place to check out every now and then over the last number of months, which is a, a very good job to them. But I'm also yeah. fine with GGGs continuing to do their thing and, and not being a super big part of that. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Mystery Box came out. Which one's mm -hmm. it? What's this called? This is called the... Ancestor. The yeah, the Ancients Mystery Box. And mm -hmm. um, it was fun. One thing, I love the layout of the website, the uh, Mystery Box website. I don't know if you've actually been to it or if you're just remembering from the video, but it's really good. I what love how mean? it's laid out. I'll, I'll send it to you. I'm looking at it right now. Well, just how it's laid out. It has the video up top, but then it has moving 
pictures or gifs of what it actually looks like in game oh maybe you're seeing something different than me then. yeah okay i'll send it to you quick because i'm on their post about the ancestor mystery box and it's got the video up top and the click here to purchase oh click right. on the full it details one, oh okay. there's one I that says slash yep. mystery box yep okay, it's okay. i sent it to you all right yeah, it's late, like taking thanks. care of a grandparent that doesn't know how to use the internet so anyway mm -hmm. Um, but I really, really like it. Uh, it looks really good. The snow collar stuff looks amazing. I'm always a fan. This, I know I'm playing a fantasy game and I'm shooting monsters and I have like icicles skills coming from the ground and I'm raising zombies. But for some reason, I still like realistic stuff. And so any MTX where it actually looks realistic, those are my preferences for sure. Love it. So the snow collar thing looks really, really that awesome. A great layout for the website. Like to see a yeah. detailed. I mean, the th the funny thing is, no matter what, this stuff's all random. So you're not like picking the one that sure, you're going to get. But all it's mystery cool to boxes. You know, agreed, agreed. And I'm sorry to cut you off. But the thing that I do like about this is, for me, I'm not a mystery box guy. I see stuff that I really want. If I get a free mystery box, fine. But to me, they're too expensive, and I'm not really into the gambling thing. Like I, the, to me, I'd rather support them in a way where I know what I'm getting. I'd rather just buy points and then wait for something that interests mm. me for the mood I'm in, as opposed to throw money at something and then get a stupid hideout decoration. I know other people like that stuff. I don't. I don't care. But so I love this because these all go core at some point core in the store, right? Like it's like, oh, OK, it's mm -hmm. been, you know, in the next league two months after I forget when. But, you know, so I do quite like it a lot or I do quite like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, there the, are some good portals. Holy crap. Yes, there are. But uh, I want to shout out the I like it when they use humor in their posts, humor in their patch notes, and of course, humor in their videos. I forget who the person is or unless they've changed it, but whoever it was that was in the video that talked about the back attachment for the demon graphs, those are the two arms, oh, yeah. how they were been juicing. Yeah, I just love it. That kind of yeah, stuff makes, makes me laugh for sure. Uh, one other another one that I really liked was the um, oh, the rare finisher. Yeah, you know what's uh, unfortunate with this website, though, like it is really cool, but you can't actually swap between the different ones to see them. Like so the rare so the finishers only showing the um, anchor, but I can't see like what does the shark one look like without going right. back into the video. But that is. Yeah. And I didn't even weird. know until I went through this website. There's a dragon fire rare finisher. I know. But to me, I like pirate stuff. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I got the parrot, right? Because, you know, pirate and all that kind to. of stuff. So I would only want the anchor well maybe the shark the shark would be pretty awesome too i wouldn't want the black hole it depends how long it stays in the ground because all celestial stuff on the ground that's pay to lose you can't see anything it covers everything that's important like all your i damage. love that we talk about that and then they're like hey here's a ring to put it everywhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah now now this one i love the map device Oh, the timer one. Yeah, that's that cool. one's the best because not only does it keep time. Now, I was watching Catmaster. Catmaster got the time portal and he got some mystery boxes from GGG. And so he was opening them up and he got one of the um, timekeeper map devices. OK, and it was cool because it only counts when you're in the map. Right. So if you come back to your hideout and you're doing stuff, the it time stops. OK, it's cool. awesome. But I think it's so, so great. Whoever it was at GGG that did this, you are. You are great. You are great. And then whoever approved this, you are great also, but almost as great as the person that came up with the idea. When you're in the map, you see the timer. Yeah, that's cool. It's around your skills or above your skills or yeah, whatever I I the help buttons are. 
just the best. It's not in the way. It's not anywhere. But I love stats. That's just me. I love it. I see. I it's always like time say trials, that I, Ty. <laughs> but no, but but it's just it's casual. Like I'm a baseball guy. You go to the you go to the MLB.com and you're just looking at one player. The amount of stats there will either make you close the website or get an erection. It's amazing. Mm. Like it's there's mm-hmm. just you know there's two different kinds of people in this world. There's stats people. And I think then, you could be in the middle. I think no, it's okay. There's not. There's not. <laughs> <laughs> so but that's i just love that because that's not important to me at all you know me i'm a slow player but i would love to know how long it took me in a map with sure. the amount of like extremely difficult mods i'm setting up for my low damage builds and this like the other day i was mapping and i wasn't paying attention it's like in the old days when i would forget in the wasteland boss fight where he basically does his own kind of consecrated ground because he gains the boss i forget his name um gets life regen when he's standing in his own caustic clouds um so you i would never being low damage builds never put extra monster life on as a map mod right increasing monster life or more monster life was just that was a recipe for disaster for that map because i would never be able to kill him and so in this map i had um i forget if if they were sextants or map mods or what but it was like 45 percent more monster life or boss monster life there was consecrated ground that the bosses do that might have been an altar it was just like there was so much stuff and i'm looking and i'm like but it was there was a red beast right next to a ritual right next to a boss right in channel and i'm like channel's boss isn't tough like that's fine like but i can't do anything and i just wasn't paying attention to the map mods but it would be fun to see how long i'm trying for you know what I mean? Because I probably try for half an hour sometimes thinking that it's you. only 10 minutes. <laughs> so if I see, oh my goodness, I've already been 20 minutes. All right, I'll cut this a little early. You know, to me, that's pay no, to win when it comes to my time and I'm, I'm all for it. So <laughs> I'm awesome. hands down buying that as soon as it comes into the store. I want some of the Harbinger portal effects and the trapdoor was fun too. But those Harbinger portal effects. Oh my goodness. Yeah. They're so good. Oh, I wonder though with the trap door, I never saw anybody use it. I wonder if the like the spider drags you in. When you know you what I mean? Like it. so when you click oh, on the portal, cool. if the spider like eats you and drags you under and you're like, no. Yeah, they never clicked it. Monica. I don't know. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah, I'll tell you what be. I don't want any of those rings. Where are the rings? The the paint, the you can put like blood magma or stars on the ground. Oh, those are way down there. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's just, I don't know, that's just to be goofy in town, I guess. Um, I, but to uh, go back to your portal, into you're... a new town, because I don't want to be in a town with someone doing that. <laughs> oh, man, so sometimes, especially on console, you have, like, towns are leggy. Mm-hmm. They are just, like, the game is not made for a bunch of people with their MTX having a good time. No, it's the MTX seem to be designed for when you're in your hideout and chilling out. Mm-hmm. So when all those people, it, it reminds me of Heist. The very first time Heist, they had, it was the laggiest town Heist when you went to the Heist bad. town. And they yep. had to disable that for a while. Because yep, they just, and so, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. But to go back to your Harbinger, every single, those four Harbinger portals are so different and they all look amazing. I want the one that's the hardest to get. Which one's the hardest Sun one? Prism. Let's see. Yeah, Sun that's Prism sexy, Harbinger. Man. It just looks so good. That's yeah. like what tie-dye shirts should look like. Yep sun prism yeah that's pretty pretty awesome yeah, i'm disappointed good... last time they uh had a mystery box i think it was the last time they started going back to the aura specific like skill specific 
aura effects. They went away from that a long time ago. Uh, like, for example, I bought the clarity aura effect when nobody used it, except for me because I liked it. But then I was able to use it on anything eventually. And now they're going back to now you have a specific clarity, specific precision, specific vitality. Ah, it's kind of like all over Did the map again. Yeah, yeah, they're, you can only use them with the one. And oh. I forget, I think it was the last mystery box where they did something similar to other ones, I forget, but mm. I don't like that. I liked it when they went and just made it open. What but was the one the for this time, that was specific I remember, to a skill? Uh, this one, Ghoulish Clarity, Ghoulish Vitality, Ghoulish Precision. Oh, okay. Hmm. But at the same time, I remember liking it being aura specific back in the day and not wanting it to go to any aura because I liked when I was watching someone. Yeah, you knew what they were running. And I, yeah, that's right. I knew what they were doing. But now I could use that clarity effect that I use. That's my favorite sure. one. The old clarity one is like seven years old. But that's my favorite aura effect. It doesn't get in the way. It just looks neat. It's just spinning around me, but it's not visually demanding. Mm -hmm. And I like using that on everything. But it was also nice when I went to go see a streamer and I saw that. I'm like, oh, oh, I love that one. Dang, I got to have to get clarity in my build just so I can use that. So I'm torn with it. I'm torn. But yeah, that mm -hmm. Sun Prism Harbinger. Pretty awesome. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what else? Uh, did, what about the um, rain? Whenever you trade or do a transaction, um, stuff funny to down. watch. Yeah, interesting that they I couldn't... like that they had to specify that you can't pick it up <laughs> in the video, <laughs> <laughs> right? But then they also have there's the transmute, chaos, and exalt, but no divine or mirror. I think they haven't caught up to the idea that divines are better than exalts yet. I think they're still in the old, <laughs> well, the that's old way funny. where exalts were better. Because yeah. I still prefer exalts uh, as a solo cell phone player. I still prefer exalts. Sure. With the exception of what the crafting bench does. Like I, mm -hmm. the only thing I really care about divines for is they're great for trading. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or crafting, but yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, those were, that was a big one with a lot of likes for me. Uh, that, mm -hmm. so that one was definitely worth the long shout out for me because that was pretty awesome. Okay. Um, massive amount of patches, but we're going back two weeks now, right? We went all the way back from, like, we didn't get to chat about the point one patch. So I know that's old news for everybody, except for you and I, where I guess old news for us too, but we, um, a lot of changes happened in the point one fix, but then also in the point one B uh, for both console and PC. It was uh, there, there was lots, lots and lots and lots and lots. Uh, so why don't we quickly? Oh, yeah. The pictures from Gamescom and PAX West were really cool. Mm -hmm. I thought it would have been awesome to be like one of those people in the background that knew a picture was being taken. But you like try and hide in the background. You're doing something goofy like, like flexing, flexing or picking your nose. And they didn't quite see you and you get posted on it, but nobody was doing anything like that. <laughs> um, so just quickly, because I guess the point one patches are going to be a big deal. Um, the Titanic shell was changed from all the issues that people were complaining about before. Uh, and from the RAQ, it says people were asking, why are you not fixing that the Titanic shell is able to protect its own totem? I think we talked about this already, but GG it might have been after dark. We did. We did. We did touch on some of this because I brought a couple ideas up last episode um, while we were quickly just glancing over it, just the things that actually mattered to me. But we did talk about that, about what they said in the RAQ. Mm. So, go ahead. yeah, it was just um, that the Titanic shell was always designed to protect its own. So we've modified other stats, but it's it is designed to protect its own totem as well. Well, I so I played 
a bit this week and um, specifically to play the trails and see some of the changes that they've made and the titanic shell is it's i guess it's better it's definitely better than what it was in the sense that it can take damage um a little bit better but i still feel like i still feel like it shouldn't protect its own totem for one and uh take more damage from who because as you get up further into the tiers i don't do damage and i'm freaking bone shatter like it, it's weird to me like i'm i'm not doing it's not like i'm the one doing most of the damage in a trail when i'm running through one and it's one of the things I'll talk. We can talk about it when we get into our week in PoE because I am still struggling. A Go for it bit now because we're probably it. not going to get there. This patch is huge, so throw in your stuff whenever you want. Well, I just i I struggle a little bit to understand what this. I love the idea of the the trials. I think they're very fun. I actually really do like it. I would like to play more of them, but I'm starting to realize that. I shouldn't be playing my build for it. If I wanted to just focus on playing the trials, I need to make something new. I need to make something that's fast. I need to make something that has very high evasion and it doesn't work for a very high armor heavy jug because you're still getting one shot and you're still getting stunned while you're working on the totems. And when you get up there in the tiers, you you don't do damage. You just don't. I don't do damage even fighting some of the basic mobs that run around, like the little ones that aren't anything special, like a bird or a, a boar, they, I can kill them, but they're going to take me quite a bit of time. I, so I struggle a little bit with this whole Tota thing because I wanted to be more of the fight. I wanted to be more part of the fight versus um, like a, a distraction or like a, 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 a totem rushing build. That's just trying to, you know, like I, I've, I've watched a couple people and how they play and what they do. Cause I was curious what you and I talked about it maybe a week or two ago. And I said that I felt like I needed to make something that was more evasion based and, and just faster. So I was curious to see what people have been playing in it. And it seems like there is a big focus on let's throw a void sphere out, a void sphere out and use something with some knockback and then go fast and evasion and just run around and, and work on getting the totems down. And I think that that would be like a fine way to play and it would probably be fun. But then it requires me to run something else because with the jug, the bone shatter jug, I don't have crazy movement speed. I got to leap slam around to get around from place to place. I will get hit by everything. You know what I mean? Like I have zero percent, zero percent chance to evade or dodge. I'm not going to just because of my build. I will get hit by every single thing. I just can negate damage. That's the way that the jug works. But the way that armor works is on lots of small hits. And these guys do massive hits. So my armor is almost not doing anything. Like I'm still getting, I can, the even with the changes they've made, the, uh, I think they're called like Guardians of Night or whatever. That's still a one shot. Uh, spear Dancer is still, if they hit me with a spear, that's chunking at least half of my health and then stunning me if I was in the middle of it. So I'm probably in a bit of trouble. Um, and then a lot, a lot of off screen, like, so much off screen which is so frustrating because you can't see it you just have no and based on the way that they position the camera if i'm doing one of the totems at the bottom of the map i actually can barely see anything at the top just because of the way that the, the cameras position your character so i i really do like this league i love this league mechanic i want to play it more but i felt 
this week that I if I was going to do that in, and enjoy it, I need to play something different. And I'm not sure that that's different from other league mechanics. Like if I think about heist, when I played heist really heavily into heist, I built around the idea of playing in heist. I had a character that phased all the time, was super, super fast. And and you can play it in any mode if you want to. But if you wanted to min max it, then you went into a different one. I think the difference I found, though, is if I played heist or delve or uh, legion whatever these leagues are that tend to have a better way you know like legion was definitely a clear you needed to play something that had some ability to clear large amounts right if you wanted to maximize a legion um you could do it with any build but you could maximize it with a specific build and i think maybe totas in that that category except that sometimes i actually feel like i can't succeed in some of it because if I'm against a, a chieftain that's got a lot of ranged guys, I'm in a lot of trouble because it's off screen and every single projectile will hit me. No matter what, it will hit me because I can't evade anything. And blocking it or whatever doesn't mean anything because you're still stunned from, from doing your channeling. So I kind of feel like I do wish that Toto was more uh, me involved in the fight. I would much rather play defense and actually fight around mine and then let my team go and do what they're doing but you can't you just can't there it, it it's i'm i think i'm only at like seven or eight hundred in ranking but it's very very often where their hits are one shots or very close to one shots so yeah it's too bad because this isn't a game where i remember in assassin's creed one that was a very monotonous game but you end up earning like four major abilities that you end up using at the end but because of how it progresses and you only end up assassinating nine something major targets you know you're finally unlocking your build close to the end and you don't get to use your full abilities for the majority of the game it's only for the last one or two major kills by the end of the game it's more story based than anything you're they don't let you use anything that you've done to create your character not like you're creating your character but everything you've unlocked everything that you've been excited for everything that you've been playing for to use instead of you know jumping and stabbing or hiding you walk around in the complete open it's the complete opposite of the normal gameplay of why you bought it and you walk around with this globe and you go and you knock around it was the complete opposite of gameplay it had nothing to do with anything that i had loved in the game up to that point it was neat for story but that was it and I get the impression that that's what this is too not saying people don't like it every, every league like you said um there's leagues that are for some people and leagues that aren't for some, but it this seems like once you get to that point, if everyone else is experiencing what you're experiencing as well, like if it's designed to be more of a one-shot mechanic, um, it seems like it's like that. You do all of this theory crafting for your character, and then it means nothing. You are playing a game that has nothing to do with all of the different theory crafting you can do on the tree, with your items, with which ascendancy you choose, what your items that you're equipping are, and the mods and all that extra stuff. Like it just, it you're not really applying any of that love of Path of Exile to the game, uh, to the League Mechanicums. So hopefully um, the next one's a, a big twist away from that, the next League, whatever 324 is going to be. Uh, this kind of stuff isn't for me. Like I don't even like stuff like Blight. I know a lot of people like Blight. Blight's not my kind of thing. Sanctum's not my kind of thing. Like this, I, I like being my character and what it's supposed to be and then using that within the game mechanic 
So I totally hear where you're coming from. I mean, I'm not, I'm barely playing the league mechanic now, but I know, you know, just in terms of what you've described, how you're feeling. I, I think, I think it's okay for a league to have where you, to min max it, you, you know, you got to build around it. I don't like yes, that. That's kind of, I been, completely agree. A lot of different leagues have been that way. I think this is just one where it's, it's actually a little bit like Sanctum actually in that regard where very much, uh, at least Sanctum, I haven't done, I, I've done one Sanctum this league with the new changes, but where yes, any build can play it. But if you're not relatively focused on that, you're going to struggle. Sanctum was, you know, very, very much like that. If you were a slow tanky character, good luck. You're never getting through Sanctum. I get that they've made that a little bit better, which it was. I did, like I said, I did one Sanctum and it was definitely better, but I, I feel like this is sort of in that same boat. And maybe that is fine, that, that that's just the nature of some leagues, that the league mechanic is going to require you to focus a little bit more on that league mechanic if you want to play it. But it's a weird mechanic to me to not get to feel like I'm part of the fight. And I find that, that I think that's the part I'm struggling with understanding the most is that I've got a tanky jug bone shatter that loves to smash and hit things. And I'm not, I'm just leap slamming around because everything will one shot me or chunk half my health in a single hit and that's you know in a game where there's just so much clutter you can't see sometimes when a boss is about to do a certain move it's really tough to figure out what's happening so i don't know i just i'm i really really like trials i think it's very fun i would love to play in there way more often i do have the coins for it but i just don't feel like i'm doing i think i'm wasting my time trying to do it with my jug versus just rolling something else. And unfortunately, I just don't have the time to roll something else right mm -hmm. now. But I would really, really like to like spend a good two or three hours just playing in it with a build that I had focused on it because I think it would be quite a bit of fun. The uh, rewards are really hard to deny. So even yeah. though I don't like that there's a focus on various like that, it's like old school games where only certain builds can be very efficient at the game content. That's kind of disappointing. I get that it's like that. This one seems pretty extreme with that. Um, not as balanced as I would hope, but it is difficult when you see the rewards that people get. Even the rewards you get at lower tiers, like when I'm at that I'm at, you know they're just going to get better. Like it's really difficult to not be like, okay, I got to play outside my element here. I'm not going to enjoy my character, mm -hmm. but I'm really going to enjoy the rewards. Yep. And I did, and they added a bunch of new ones. I'm sure you're going to get to them, but like they, I got a tattoo that lets you just add a, a keystone, just changes a keystone. And so I'm right by blood magic. My path goes right along blood magic. So I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to try this. I didn't realize later that those things are worth like 190 chaos each. I tried it twice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they apparently sell quite well. But I never got anything good. I think I got um, the oh, it's a random keystone. Yeah, but you have to you have to actually assign the keystone first. So I, I would respect one point out just because I'm only one point away. So it was no big deal. So pull one point out of I don't remember what and then throw it into blood magic and then apply the tattoo to blood magic, which then changed it. The very first one I got, uh, I can't remember what the very first one I got, but it wasn't useful to me. So then you unspec it. And it stays as whatever it just changed to, right? So then I event I got another one of those the next tournament I did. So I was like, oh, cool, I'll try this again. So that's when I realized they were 180 chaos. I was like, eh, whatever. Uh, then you have to assign it again. So I reassign it, then roll it. And I, uh, yeah, I got one and then I got agnostic. They were none, none that actually helped me, but that is kind of fun. Like it's cool to, you know, if in your build, you're only one keystone away. 
or one point away from a keystone to just randomly try because you may get a keystone that you would love to have somewhere else that just happened that you just get lucky yeah. and rolls into that spot that's fun it's it's like um a lower tier version of now i haven't unlocked any of these but when you're doing when you can get that fifth ascendancy node from oh yeah mm -hmm. comparing i don't remember what it's called but when you do both of the x arches or whatever yep. they are and then you get what is it, an amulet no it's a i can't i can't jewel. think of the word either yeah it's a jewel but it goes okay. yeah and then you have to have the same Two parts ascendancy from both to get okay yeah see i know stuff mm -hmm. so anyway it, but it seems like that but uh cheaper version you know what i mean and it's it's just random that's the big difference in those ones you know what you're getting because it's rolled on the jewel itself and you have to have both parts this is you just apply it and wait and see what you happen to get like I, the tattoos themselves are very cool i love the tattoos like i said i really like trials i just I think my biggest overall, um, if I had to say anything about it, was that I wish I could be part of the fight. And that's how it felt in the beginning. When I first started into it, I could do the fight and I could do the defending. But as you progress up into the tiers, it's like, all right, I'm kind of just eye candy. I may as well just run around and get them to come chase me. You are some good looking eye candy. And mm -hmm. and I, if that is the, girl, if that's the way it's supposed to be, then that's fine. But then I need to, if that is the case, I, I just can't play it with my character. And that is a little bit too yep. bad because I would rather just do the fights. I want tattoos to go core, but not this. Kind of like how I wish oils could go core without Blight. Man, Blight, though, with the new the new Alice is so much fun. Yeah, it's so much fun. So um, we're already at almost an hour unedited but we haven't even touched the patch yet well, we just it was did. massive so let's well, tell let's, me let's, what let's you thought about the patch because there wasn't too much that oh, i cared well about. i got lots but i can also fly through it one thing that now i don't know what it's like in sony land but in xbox land uh i love how quick the patches come out pc gets a patch boom xbox gets it right away so however they're doing it whatever that communication is it's very efficient i love it ggg please keep it up uh, so point one, and then the patches after. Lots of lots of fixes after. I'm just so impressed with GGG this time around because they went through all that. Maybe they have more hands on deck now that Exilecon is done, because there are so many fixes coming in over and over and over. Now and we're already a month into it. Normally this is when they're normally like, okay, now we're done. You know, and this is where you start getting your patch silence for the most part. Still some smaller major things if it needs to be done. But this is now when they start working on their new game, right? This is when they're like cutting, cutting everything out, focusing on 324. And these fixes, these lists are massive. Like my first point just says so, so, so many changes. Like, quote unquote, uh, now it's the official league launch, right? Like it's nice and working forward and look, looking good. Uh, they improved the behavior of trail of the ancestor oh yeah okay Tra trail of the ancestor warriors that are attacking and flanking so they target enemies better when no totems are targetable so that's nice ai is a little bit smarter uh they added a forfeit match button yep i saw it so i did use him into that once you did or did not i did i've used it one time okay. <laughs> loser Mm -hmm. um what else they added an indicator above the character that displays your revive progress yeah it's cool little blue, blue skull progress bars just goes oh, in a circle skull with a little timer it goes okay. in a circle yeah so it doesn't it's not like a time 
you don't get an actual time. You just see the thing filling up as it works its way around. Mm. You still can't look throughout the map, which is too bad. But that is really weird that they don't treat it like your mini map when it's big and you can use the arrow keys to scroll around. Did you know that you can't do that on console? Oh, really? You can't move around your map. You can only bring up the big map, but you can't move it around. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I'd love for them to add that. Mm -hmm. Oh, whoever messaged passed the test. Whoever's messaging. Well, not really. You're people, doing it. You're just no, right. but I heard it. But I heard it. But okay. I, it wasn't. But it didn't catch the something attention. you have to edit out. No, it's not something uh, you have to edit out. That's the point. So people, for those that are listening, when people on Discord see that Justin and I are in the podcast recording channel, sometimes they'll message and see if I turned on my D&D &D properly because yeah. my phone dings when I get app message. Which on it hasn't Discord. yet, which is impressive. I remembered and I remembered to put my computer sound to my headphones. It's not coming through the speakers. So Justin has nothing to edit out. But now <laughs> well this whole little blurb probably took longer. longer than it took <laughs> for Justin to edit it out. So anyway, um, forfeit much as uh, the skull above the thingy. Ancestor totems are now visually repaired Did that, if they must are have, healed i'm hoping there's some fix coming to that because that's not working properly i when it's i was not no when i was playing i was seeing ones that were like fully they didn't look like they'd even been touched but yet they were like a, a click and a half away from being broken so i'm not sure if something's hmm. just wrong with that but so now it's working in the opposite direction mm -hmm. now you can't tell how damaged they no. are when you're doing that no All you right. can't um what else uh, visually repaired. Some warriors had both high life and energy shield, making them too tanky. So I guess they changed that. Uh, lowered the favor cost of the following warriors. And then they listed some. Mm -hmm. uh, the spear dancer has had their damage lowered by 30% ish. And the range with which they use their skills has been lowered by roughly 33% ish. So that's nice. Um, that's though one reason that I'm like, I know people are excited to play PoE 1 after PoE 2 comes out. There's obviously going to be a lot of blending or osmosis that goes between the two, right? Because it'll have even Steven at some point, whatever is in PoE 2 that can be added to PoE 1 probably will be. But until off-screen stuff changes, like I have zero interest in playing Path of XL 1 because there's still so much that I hate, like the apathy of off-screen damage that Path of Exile 2 is going to be my only game. If I get back into guide writing, it's going to be PoE 2. I am going to and be that's shocked the if they can pull that off. If they can pull off no off screen, like completely no off screen. I, I, like I would love it because even them talking about it's been lowered by 33%. Doesn't matter. It's not enough. I'm playing on a right. freaking ultra wide <laughs> sure. monitor. I'm still getting like a freaking I'm trying to like watch because sometimes the spear is just like. <laughs> well, you have nothing else to do but watch, right? Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, there was that. Uh, we mentioned the Titanic Shell Warrior a little bit. Uh, its life was lowered by 20% and it now takes more damage when it's protecting totems. Yeah. That's an it's interesting It's still unfortunate thing. that it's more damage from the, the other NPCs. I think the second point right. about it respawning slower is better so that, because what yes, I did in one of my fights slower. was I had to work on all the other totems and then uh, because I, in a group fight, a, a, a Titanic Shell is protecting five totems which means all five of those totems are respawning. Anytime one of those mobs dies, it's going to respawn, which means I can't really be in the middle of that fight because there's too many things that are going to one-shot, especially because they're always tied in with a freaking Goliath at night or something. So all I'm doing is throwing my totems up that have call, waiting to get close, and then hiding by the totem that I know is the Titanic shells because at least now with that 50% respawn timer, I've got time to break the, sh the totem before he respawns. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and it's interesting because they only take more damage when they're protecting the totems. You put the turtle as a flanker, and you got a long, you got a long battle ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Um, improve the behavior of chief tains when a player isn't in range of them. They are now mean killing machines. That's an interesting thing. I, I don't know who would know or not know if they were being strong. If they're off screen, you can't see anything. So I no, but I appreciate that. Like if that was GGG finding that out on their own, I appreciate that. I mean, how did they find launch, out? Though? Did they get the right, work over there? It's, <laughs> it's how right to me. That's how it should launch. You got to make sure that that's working properly. But it's nice that it's there. Mm -hmm. um, I appreciate the humor of them being lean, mean killing machines. Uh, general improvements, which are almost all bug fixes. They just probably just miss accidentally put them there. Uh, loading screens are apparently working better. Uh, there was a few console specific changes as well to how the game loads. Um, there were quite a few times where the game would load for me after. like So I would hear the noise, but I'd still be on the loading screen with the gears changing. And my screen wouldn't show up. Like I wouldn't be able to play until after my my invulnerability phase was up so i started taking damage before i could even see the screen that's mm. how like it that's it took that extra 10 seconds um so hopefully that's better uh so this one was really interesting to me this is a general improvement this one and it's uh, the timing's so interesting exploding orb monsters now spawn only a single exploding orb when emerging from a rare monster with the modifier the audio for the exploding orb has also been changed to to telegraph this better. But that's interesting to me because that's just out of nowhere. That's not league specific, content specific. That's just at some point they decided, okay, three, four orbs from whatever it is. That's just too much. We're just going to make it one. I thought that was like the timing's interesting. Like out of nowhere, where wherever that conversation comes from or who knows, maybe they decided four months ago that this was a change they were going to do and it just ended up getting done now. But um, in interesting on the timing because it seems to be out of nowhere. It's like how many years after they introduced these exploding orbs to as modifiers? That would have been Arch Nemesis, I think. Um, they always had on kill stuff, but um, anyway, uh, I love it. It's less terrifying, and for some reason, it's easier to see. What they and didn't I tell you is they increased the damage by ten times. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Guaranteed one shot modifier. Mm -hmm. No, but. It's interesting because now I see it better. You would think that when there's four of them chasing you or three of them that you would see it better. But to me now, because they don't show up as often and there's a lot less up there, they stand out more. So the visuals haven't changed, but because there's a lot less going on above the enemy's heads, as soon as one of them shows up, I'm like, oh, crap, I see it so much easier now. It's so much easier to avoid, which I like. Before, it seemed like there was always something above the enemy's heads, and I wouldn't notice it until they were right above me. Well, I think, too, with regards to that, it's nice to have a single one, because what would happen is maybe the first one came out and you would notice it, but the other ones were delayed or a bit behind or whatever, and so there was always sure. this annoyance of being like, is there more? Do I need to keep moving? So I like that. It's a good change. I didn't yeah. even notice that one. Agreed, yes. And I, it, it is, um, I mean, the eventual goal grinding gear games is to have no on death effects dead is dead <laughs> that's not going i'm excited away, for my loot do no. not kill me while i am identifying stuff if there are no enemies around but baby steps mm -hmm. i appreciate them looking into it at all and thinking about me so they're gonna be like right. next patch. I we didn't like that change there's now 12 of them. <laughs> yeah they come out it's, at a delay 
<laughs> That's right. It's not a general improvement anymore. Mm-hmm. It's under the FU section. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so this one's weird. Meters. Ranged weapons displayed on... Me- or weapon range displayed on melee weapons and other descriptions that use ranges with values now instead use meters. The reminder text for close range and the description of presence range... Maybe I copied that wrong. In the character panel, also now use meters. Now, I where's think the legend that shows me? You know, like on right. the map where it's like a distance. It, I, I see two little ticks, and they're like, "This is represents one meter." Right, like it. That's cool, but it means nothing if I don't know what one meter on the screen looks like. Yeah, you kind of. I to need to guess. see that in game. There's no. Yeah. There's no point. Like you can call it units, you can call it feet, you can call it inches, you can call it anything. Make up a word. Ray, it doesn't make yeah, ray class feet. I don't know, but what does it matter if in the game, not in a th- third party tooltip? If it's in the game, then it matters. So, you know, I mean, it's cool neat. in the sense that it does now give you an actual number, which maybe you could make a better guess at. But I agree with you. I don't actually know. Does my Ray class character have normal size arms? And so can I guess that his arm sticking out is roughly a meter? So I got some guess or, you know, is he a monkey? And he's, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the situation is. So I love that it's meters. Of course, they're metric. We're metric. So I like that. But every time I think of that, because I still remember some old school posts about like back in like the beginning of Path of Exile days, you go back to an old post trying to find some information. Then you see some of the comments below and it's like, oh, you spelled favorite wrong. (laughs) <laughs> or you spelled this wrong, but it's, you know, it's just, yeah, you know, armor. somebody not seeing the difference. There's right. No exactly. Armor. <laughs> so, but I like this because I always think of Farva from super troopers, like a leader, leader of cola. cola. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just look like spit to you. So anyway, uh, like that, uh, auras supported by the guardian blessing support now persist in areas after changes. So now they stay on just like normal auras. And the one thing I like is the aura stays on. So I have an aura with uh, linked to Guardian's Blessing with my Chaos Golem. Or no, my um, Stone Golem, whatever, Golem. Um, Now, it's still leveling. I added that quite late, so I started at level 1. So it's still dying every now and then. When it dies, the aura stays on. Now, it's not impacting anything, unless there's a glitch. Like But it stays activated, so the only thing I need to do to reactivate the aura is bring the golem back. Right. If the golem dies, the aura still per se is activated. It's not like in the game. It's still like it's off, but I don't have to hit two buttons after I summon my golem. I just have to summon my golem again. I love that because now let's say you're using the elementalist with your golems and, you know, they're all dead. You don't have to wait. You don't have to hit and reactivate the aura again. It just stays on. And as soon as that golem respawns, boop, you get that aura back on, and I love that. So, really cool. Awesome change there. Um, this one we laughed about, we talked about, I think we've talked about it now in our last, like, I brought it up at the end of, two. what is this, 206? So I brought it up at the end of 205. We joked a bit about it, I think, um, with Octavian, and we joked a bit about it in the AD 207 as well. Uh, but added text to summon Raging Spirit. To the description to clarify that minions convert all physical damage to fire. And thank you to uh, everyone in Discord that shouted it out to me. It's fun to be thought of with that change. I think it's hilarious that the change finally came. I love that it finally came. It just, it's so weird that 
that skill has been around. Like, it doesn't matter to me right now with this conversation. Like, now it's 100% physical conversion to fire. Before, it was 50% fire conversion to fire, which to me, it's even more important at that stage for that description to be there. SRS has been around. When has this been around? It's like a six-year-old skill. Let me see quick. If the wiki is correct, this skill was added to the game in League 1.0.6. Yeah, that makes sense. It's been around. It's been around for a long time. What league was that? That was 2014. That was January 29, 2014. So we're nine years later. Good things come to those who wait, Ty. (laughs) And now they're adding. So I, I get that there's system and process and things are more important. But to me, there's like there needs to be a checklist of things that like that have to be done to make a skill valid in the core game. Like when you're putting a skill in the game, this stuff needs Did to it be always done. convert. Always. Well, well, I never played in I never played in one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I never played in one. But even if it's mm-hmm. 50%, you still have to say. I agreed. I'm I'm agreeing with you. So it it's just crazy. Like, and so now, so now this is funny. So now let's say like the company's like, okay, no, we have to make sure that these checklists are done for all of our skills. I mean, Herald of Agony, right? That's a 60% chaos conversion, physical to chaos conversion. It's not a hundred percent. And then there's other skills as well. Like, it's just, it's weird that, so anyway, hopefully they're going through and this person has been why? given this task. Oh, I'll tell I can't you why wait. I think. I can't wait. Because they're working on the witch right now in PoE2. And in that process of working on these new classes, as they bring over skills from PoE1 into PoE2, maybe oh. they're noticing stuff and they're going, some person who's working on PoE2 is like, um, is this missing something? And then they're like, oh shit, yeah, let's make that change. Uh, you know what? I thought you were going to be a dick when you answered. No. I think you might be right. Not like we would know, but that's a fantastic way to go about. No, I just thought you were going to be like, F minion players, that's why. (laughs) That's what I thought your response was going to be. No. So, no, I think that's a fantastic answer. Good for you. Like maybe they're just, as they're processing some of this stuff, they're realizing things that were missed. Because, you know, we talk about, you know, even I think we talked a little bit with Octavian about it, but the idea of people writing bugs and writing fixes and stuff, in the end... Path of Exile is a monstrous game with limited resources for humans that work on it. So some stuff is going to get missed. And while I agree with you, it shouldn't take nine years or whatever it is for stuff to get fixed. I think it is possible that stuff slips through and just gets missed. And maybe this is giving them a chance to look over some of the more, at least at what we feel like is a little more basic stuff of like, hey, this should probably be in the description of the skill. True. I've written that bug report though I'm like sure six times. It's not just one and I'm waiting. It was like once a year I am writing that bug report. I didn't want to say play anything. SRS anymore. We're, I'm obviously speaking about this out of turn because this is going to come up in episode 207. But when we talked about bug fixes with Octavian, when you listen to 207 next week with Octavian and you hear us talking about the bug fix section, just know at that point, I was dying inside to be like, do you guys know who Tyler is? Like, are you ignoring him purposefully? But I didn't say anything, but that oh. was on my mind the whole time. I was you like, can, you I, can I was also worried that Tyler was going to be like, excuse me. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was just going to like rage on Octavian and send him to the hospital with my visual stare. Oh, that's so funny. Anyway, no. sorry. Yeah, no. Um, so anyway, awesome that it's finally added. I think your response to that um is perfect i hope that's the case so uh theta with your howog uh hopefully that's coming though wouldn't that be heartbreaking if you I have think a favorite skill just being removed 
Well, see, I was just going to joke. Wouldn't that suck if your favorite skill didn't make the game? Like, to me, I'm a zombie player. It's sucked for forever, right? Except with the exception of, like, the first three leagues after the Baron Unique came out. Mm-hmm. Nobody plays zombies. And when they do, now they only play with the Baron. I might be the only person on the face of the planet that likes zombies without the Baron, but it's still so weak. It still doesn't even make sense with, like, it. you get it act one, like, right at the beginning after killing Hillock, and you don't even get Desecrate until later. Like, you can't even use it as a primary skill despite the fact they offer it. So it's such in a weird place and so neglected, in my opinion, neglected, that I was nervous that zombies just weren't going to exist in the game or they would change it completely because it just it it doesn't seem loved or cared for it's like it's, it's like you know how how Tyrion Lannister felt as a part of the Lannister family that's how i feel that zombies feel in this game but then that was the most mentioned skill at Exilecon just because of how they were referencing spirit Zombies were talked about more than any other skill just because it was the perfect example to how spirit worked. And so that was relieving to me because, okay, sweet, I'm just going to have to figure this out. It's going to be great. But they mentioned zombies. They got to be in the game. It would suck if something like Howag, which is a much more complicated and fun skill, would actually not be in the game. Hmm. Uh, What else? Uh, You can now sell items to Divinia at the entrance of the Forbidden Sanctum. Excellent. Awesome. Perfect. I kind of wish you could do that with Jun as she was in maps. I know it doesn't make mm-hmm. sense because now you have a vendor in maps yeah, and that's a completely maps. different situation to what you're doing within Sanctum. But yep. anyway, uh, so yeah, controller specific changes, all of it quality related in terms of loading screens and uh, frame rate and all that good stuff. Uh, good ruthless changes as well. For those that love ruthless, Rishi, we love you. And yeah. Uh, then just bug fixes galore. So good for you, GGG. That or there's an astronomical amount of changes. All very much appreciated. We think you are fantastic. Uh, dang, we didn't even get to our stuff in PUE land. Uh, might have to push that. We're already at an hour twenty. But yeah. one thing I wanted to ask you: um, Sanctum's not. This surprised me, but maybe I just don't know about. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, maybe I just don't know enough. I mean, I'm, I'm, I ignore Sanctum. I don't care about it. I don't find the gameplay fun. So when I get the items, whatever they're called, the books or whatever that let me go into it, I do not care. I just put them on the store. Um, why isn't Sanctum on the Atlas passive tree? I expected it to be on the passive tree with some of the changes that they made with keystones. And so I'm like, you know what? I wonder, maybe I would like Sanctum if, you know, there's something on the Atlas passive tree that changed it. And I was like, Looking around, there was nothing. I don't know There's what you absolutely could. nothing. I don't know that you could. But it's odd to me that, that maybe I'm out to lunch, but even like technically non-league mechanics, stuff that isn't like, sorry. I get where you're coming from. Con- there's extra content. Mm-hmm. That like as, a, as an official term, there's extra content. Sanctum's that. Uh, it's me, it's the only league mechanic that I can think of that, isn't on the Atlas Passive tree. But Sanctum is still Sanctum is still taking you outside of the mapping experience, just in the same way that there's no there's no things that affect while you're in a delve. There's no things that affect when you're in a ravage or a blighted map. There's no things that affect when you're in heist. They affect the mapping experience of those leagues, but they don't affect the league mechanic itself. 
And I think that's where Sanctum falls. And I don't think that there's anything you could add to the tree besides maybe an increased chance to get tomes to drop um, that would do that. So I think that that's probably why, because Sanctum has never got some interactable part within a map, whereas Heist has the, the boxes that can drop, um, you know, Blight is Blight in a map, that kind of thing. But when you take any of those League mechanics outside of the map environment, the Atlas has no effect on them. So I, I, I don't know what you would add to it besides increasing tome drops to do them, which I'm not sure is even necessary because you get a lot, unless that's all you wanted to do. But then you're a psychopath and you just buy them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you would do either. But I mean, at the same time, they have stuff for heist. But yeah, but heist matters because heist, you need the coins, you need the contracts. Like you need right. those things, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where it, it is interesting because if someone's a sanctum lover, they don't have to worry about spending points on it. You nope. know what I mean? With the exception of maybe just having one cluster that increases book drops or something. Yeah, and you could buy those. It is an interesting one because if you are a Delve person that loves Delve, you still need to map because you got to get the sulfite. You got to get the stuff to build up each time. Um, but nothing in the Atlas will affect the Delve itself. So yeah, Sanctum's kind of a weird one where the, the Atlas has no effect on the Sanctum itself and there's not much you could add to the Atlas to affect. But besides Tome Drops, I, I don't know what else you would do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. I'm curious what, like, when we were talking to Jonathan at PAX and he was saying that they're going to slowly bring over the different league mechanics, it, I'm curious what these league mechanics are going to be like in Path of Exile 2, where there it's, I don't know, like, I, I think about the the tunnel, like the, what's it called? The, the very easy English word that I'm forgetting, where choke points, like the choke point style league mechanics that's heist and that's delve right there's nowhere to go except in heist you can hide around a door but in in delve until you're actually at the location it's choke point you need to handle whatever's there because there's nothing that you can do about it and i'm curious what that's going to be like in path of xl2 like how much are those league mechanics going to need to change to adapt to the slower gameplay where skills take time to cast and things just happen at a slower pace. I know things eventually speed up as well as you get farther into the game, but to me, those type of choke point league mechanics without knowing anything better, I've only seen what the rest of the community has seen, but those choke point league mechanics seem like a red flag. They seem like they're only doable with the ultimate tank or the ultimate speedster with movement skills and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm just curious as, as you were talking, I was thinking about, like, you know, maybe I should go into the Delve again. And I'm like, you know, it's like they have some really cool nodes. I like it, but I'm like, nah, there's still so much about it I don't like. I don't like that choke point stuff where they can shoot me some far away when it's just a long line and, you know, that kind of thing. And so I was like, yeah, you know, maybe not. But then I'm like, maybe I'd like it in PoE too. And I'm like, wow, I would have to change a lot in PoE too. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So see, maybe you can just dash through everything or roll or whatever it's called. Maybe. Um, All right. Do you want to talk Anything about this else? week or should we just pass it on? Let's do it like, after dark. Okay. Sounds good. Also maybe give us some stuff to reference and uh, fade it because I'm casual. Totes. Totes. All right. All right. Let's wrap this up then. 206 forever. Excel them just in AK tags. And I'm Tyler. Record of days. Patrons. We will catch you in after dark. Everybody else. Uh, will be, you'll see us in next week in 207 with Octavian, which was a lot of fun. And hopefully if this is coming out, we didn't suck terribly on faded connections. We'll see how it goes. And uh, 
that's it. If you're looking for more information, you can find it down below. We got a website foreverxl.com or on Twitter foreverxl82. We have a very fun Discord. You should be a part of it. Patrons, other ways, support the podcast. You'll find them down below as well as on our website. Good riddance. I mean, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Toodles. Oh, that would be an amazing drop sound to have. You know how they have shaper sounds in the. Oh, to have him go toodles.